Hey, welcome to another exciting podcast from Freedom House Church. My name is Troy Maxwell. I'm the senior pastor of our church. We are one church that meets in multiple locations, which means we have different communicators at all of our different locations. Today, you'll be hearing an exciting message from one of our teaching teams. I know that it will bless you. You will walk away changed. So enjoy this message. Hello, Freedom House. How y'all doing this morning? Yeah, yeah, thank God for being here because anytime you come into the house of God, you should feel thankful. Every time, with all the stuff that's going on in the country, you should feel thankful you have an opportunity to come in and serve God. Uh, I want to also thank God for our online audience. Uh, We have people tuning in from Tennessee, California, Virginia, um, Washington, Peru, and the UK. So we have people all over the world tuning in, and that is a blessing. Well, my name is Justin Griffith. I, I volunteer in two areas in the church. I volunteer at the Strong Men's uh, Ministry, and I also am a part of our teaching team. We have a teaching team at, uh, that goes around to each campus. So when you pull up at one of three of our campuses, Central, South End, or Lake Norman, there's a person on the stage with real problems coming trying to find real answers just like you. You don't, you don't have to sit and watch a computer screen and all that kind of stuff. You're going to watch somebody, and they are going to bring the word of God. And that, come by, that comes by way through our pastors. They obeyed. They obeyed God years ago. God said, move to Charlotte, North Carolina. They moved, and here we are. We have three campuses now because Pastor Troy and Pastor Penny obeyed the voice of God. I always read in the Bible, and this is one important verse that I always keep with me, is obedience is better than sacrifice. You never know what you're giving up when you disobey God. So I thank God for for our pastors. Also, I thank God for my wife, Kim, who's at the house with our boys. She couldn't make it because, you know, when you have four boys, when one gets sick, that stuff goes through the house so fast. Whatever it is, every last one of them, they're going to experience the same stuff. So I thank God for her who's not here, but I know she's probably tuning in online or she's probably making somebody sit down. So <laughs> one of the two, one of the two happening right now. But before I get started, I want to pray, and then we're going to get right into it, okay? Lord, I thank you right now for this awesome opportunity, God, that I have before you. God, I decrease that you may increase in me, God. I thank you right now for this word. God, I pray for each and every person in this room right now, Whatever the devil is trying to do to keep this word from going forth, God, I rebuke it in the name of Jesus. Remove all thoughts. Remove all situations, God. This is your time. And, God, we want to reverence you with your time, God, to speak to us, to heal us, to protect us, to give us information, to give us wisdom, God. I pray in the name of Jesus. We love you. We praise you for what you're about to do. In Jesus' name, we do pray. Amen. So we're in a series called Crop Circles. In this series, we want God's people to believe that your miracles are in motion. We want God's people to trust and believe that God can do the miraculous in your life. We want want God's people to live a life of expectancy. Expectancy. Anticipation. Expectation. Eagerness, hope, and excitement. Expectancy starts when how you talk connects with how you think. 
When you are asking God for a miracle, your talking and your thinking must connect with each other. You can't say that, I, that you are healed and think that you will never get better. You can't say that God will open up a door and think it's impossible to get in. You can't say my marriage will get better and think I wish I never would have met the person. <laughs> that that sounds bad. You can't say my finances will get better and you don't even think to pay your tithes. When your talking and your thinking are connected, it creates faith. Faith. Hebrews chapter 11 verse 6. But without faith, it's impossible to please him. Who? God. For he who comes to God must believe that he is. And that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek after him. I love this one sentence in this verse. This verse, this sentence says, for he who comes to God must believe that he is. You didn't come to man, you came to God. You didn't go to your mama, you came to God. You didn't go to your daddy, you came to God. God is so big, it's unbelievable what he can do in your life. Question for you, do you know how big God is? Do you know the character of God? Do you know what God can do in your life? Numbers 23, verse 19 tells us, God is not a man that he should lie. This is talking about the character of who he is. Nor a son of man that he should repent. Has he said and will not he do? Or has he spoken and will not he make good of it? Every time I read this verse, my soul leaps. Because when all else fail, one that remains the same is God. Everything around you can fall apart, but God remains the same. Everything around you can seem like it's going, it's going to hell and back. God remains the same. God is con he's consistent. He knows all things. He sees all things. He understands all things. And I'm going to tell you right now, we're going to go 100 miles per hour right now because we're going to get into it. So you better come on with me because this God thing, it's been hard for me to leave this part of my message because God is God. He's our refuge, he's our strength, he's our present help, he's, he's, he's your light, he's, he's light in a dark place, he's God. He's your healer, he's your protector, he's your provider. The Bible says he's our refuge and our strength. He's a way maker, he's a will in the middle of a will. He's a pillar of cloud by day, a pillar of fire by night. He is our cornerstone, our butler, our shield, our high priest. The Bible tells us he's the lily in the middle of the valley, the bright and morning star, the great I am. He's bigger than what you think. God is not a question mark, he's an answer. God is all-knowing, all-significant, all-powerful. He's God. He's Jehovah Jireh. He's Jehovah Rapha. He's, he's Jehovah Nisi. He's God. God, God, for some of you, he's been bread. He's been water. He's the ancient of days, the joy and sorrow, the hope for tomorrow. He's God all by himself. He's God. He's God. He's God. If you don't know anything else, you should know God is God. He's bigger than your problems. He's bigger than any person that you come up against. God is God. Whatever situation you need him to work out, he's God. He's just God. He's bad all by himself. Mo Mo Moses went up to Moses uh, went down to Pharaoh one time, but he has instructions from God. Moses going down and said, "You know what?" I got to go down here and tell Pharaoh to let my, ch my children go. Tell Pharaoh, let my children go. And he said, God, who should I say that sent me? 
And God got so, got so into it, he started bragging on himself. Just tell him, I am sent you. What you mean I am? I am. I'm too many things. I can't be just one thing. I can be a protector. I can be an open door. I can be a closed door. I can be God all by myself. Anytime you need something, he's God. Anytime you want something, he's God. If you need God to work out any situation in your life, he's God. Somebody say God. Somebody say God. God. Lord, have mercy. I'm stuck again. I'm telling you, I'm not, I, God is God. He's God. You have to understand how big he is in your life. With all the stuff that's going on in the world, with all the stuff that just happened in Texas, with all the stuff that happened in Ohio, he's still God, which tells me he controls all things. God's going to work it out for you good. That's what the word tells us. God is God. He knows all things. All right, let me get down. Let me calm down a little bit. He's God. He's God. He's the author and finisher of our faith. He sits above the circle of the earth. He holds the world in the palm of his hands. I'm trying to let it go. Every time I get to this part, I get stuck right here. He is our king of kings and our lord of lords, the lamb of God. He's the lion of the tribe of Judah, the bishop of our souls. He's God. He's God. He is a way maker, a burden bearer. He's God. He's God. Man, he's God. Whew. I love him for who he is. What a powerful name it is. Anytime you start, anytime you get in trouble, the best thing for you to do is start reaching out to God. And then God, what he would do, he'll start reaching out to you. With all the stuff that's going on, that's why it's hard for me to come into church for an hour and a half and just sit here. If you come into church, you give God your best. God does not have any other choice but to give you his best. One night for God will bless your entire life. One move of God will bless your entire life. Don't ever come in church and take it lightly. I, even myself, sometimes they put songs up here I don't even know. I don't even know the words, but I know one thing. If I'm going to come into his presence, I'm going to give him something to work with. If I have to raise my hand, if I have to stomp my feet, whatever it is, give God some praise. He's God. Now I'm going to deal with this word crop circle. Can we move on? Crop circle. Yeah, man, he's God, man. <laughs> I'm stuck again, man. I'm stuck again. When I think about all the things that he's protect, protect me from, when I think about his goodness, he's God. He worked it out. He works all things out for your good. That means that if I walk, the Bible tells me, yea, do I walk through the valley of the shadows down. I will fear no evil for God are with me. My, that rock, that shit has come from me. Not only that, he promised me something. As long as you keep walking, I got two things following me. If I keep walking, grace and mercy is right behind me. If I keep on walking, grace and mercy is right behind me. Grace and mercy is fine. He's God. He said, I promise to never leave you, nor forsake you. He's God. Lord, I got to get it. Lord. We were sitting there praising God. I can't help but tears rolling. Whoa, man. Tears going down my face because he is powerful. What a beautiful name it is. He's powerful. 
God can move and everything else can fall down, man. If you have stuff that you need him to work out, in the name of Jesus, it will get worked out. He's God. He's God. He's God. Forgive me. Forgive me. If you're first time, if you're first, I'm telling you, I've, I've, I've had a service yesterday and I had a service this morning. This is my last service. Every time I get in this part, I cannot let it go because he's God. If you don't get anything else in this message, you need to know there's someone that's leading you. There's someone that's protecting you. There's someone that's going to work things out for your good. If you just stay with him, if you just stay with God, he'll work it out for your good. He's God. Oh, boy. I got 20 minutes to get this to you. And I'm going to do the best that I can do because I'm still stuck on he's God. He's God. He's God. He's the one that sits above the circle of the earth. He's the one that's going to bless you. He's the one that forgave you. He's the one that sent his only begotten son down to die for our sins. That's why we can come unto him because he's God. He did it. God knew who you were before you were even born. God is the... Oh, man. <laughs> God is God. God is God. He doesn't need anybody to elect him. He was already there. God created all things. He was there before we even, boy, before we even, well, our eyes began to blink. God was already there. He's God. He's God all by himself. Now, God, can I, get, can I move? <laughs> He's God. He's God. God all by himself. Let me deal with this word crop circle. He's God. All-powerful, omnipotent, omniscient, omnipresent, our healer, our protector. The Bible says he's Jehovah Jireh, Jehovah Rapha, Jehovah Nishi. He's El Shaddai. He's Elohim. He's God all by himself. You don't have to like him because he's God, but he loves you. He's God. You don't have to agree with him. He's still working stuff out for your good. He's God. He covers you with his love. His grace and mercy follows you. He's God. He's God over your life. He's God over your house. He's God over your business. He's God over your marriage. He's God over this word. He's God over this church. He's God over our country. He's God over what just happened in Texas. He's God over just what's happened in Ohio. He's God. He's God all by himself. Oh. I'm trying to move on. I'm trying to move. i got to get you these. I'm trying to give you a few points to getting your miracles and all that kind of stuff. But at the end of the day, if you're not connected to God, it's going to be hard for you to experience any kind of miracle. That's why you, if you stay connected to God, you're going to experience what, exactly what he wants you to. He's God. Okay. Aaron and Stephanie, I'm sorry. <laughs> All right, I got 20 minutes. Crop circles, I got to move on. Crop circles. Thank you, Jesus. He's God. He's God. He's God. He's God. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You first time guest, I'm sorry. He's God. Man, he's work he can work stuff out, man. He just knows how to do it. He, just, he knows how to gift you from point A to point B. Without you being so scarred and without you ever feeling the pain, he knows how to get you where you need to be. The Bible says, I know you're beginning, standing at the end. 
That means whatever you're going through right now, this is not the end of that thing because God already knows where you're going. He's God. He's God. Crop circles. As I studied the word, I looked up a few definitions. In the Webster Dictionary, crop circle means a geometric and especially a circular pattern of flattened stalks and a field of grain. Now, usually attributed to a natural phenomena or to the works of hoaxers trying to create the impression, the impression of a visit by an extraterrestrial being which are aliens. <laughs> so I looked it up in Webster, and I took my time, and I looked it up in the Urban Dictionary. <laughs> Lord, have mercy. <laughs> crop circle, a crop circling in the Urban Dictionary means, and I hope I don't offend anybody, but this is, the work, this is what it gave me. When you fart while walking through revolving doors. <laughs> So from those two definitions, I'm going to try my best to give you what this message is all about. From those two. From those two. So instead of going off of those, I connected. I asked God, can you please help me with this word? So I asked God, God, what's the aspect? What's the spiritual take we need to take from this? Crops. All crops, they start out as seeds. Crops, they start out as seeds. They are meant to be planted in order for them to grow. A circle, a circle. What's so significant about a circle is when the circle is connected. Once the circle is connected, it cannot be disrupted. It becomes revolving. So God, what are we taking from this? God wants us to connect ourselves in places that we can grow. You need to connect yourself in the church that you can grow. Connect yourselves to relationships that you can grow. As a, matter of, as a matter of fact, you need to connect yourself to God so you can grow. Connections are important. A lamp in my house is just a lamp if it's not connected to some type of power, power source. Once connected, the lamp, the lamp can give off light in a dark place. A car that's not connected to a battery is just a car. But once the car is connected to a power source, the car becomes a way of transportation. When you are connected to God, you will be amazed at some of the things that you can accomplish. You will be amazed at how hard you can pray when you're connected to God. You will be amazed at how, how, how you can go in and ask for something from God when you are connected. You will be, you'll be amazed at what you, can, what you can hold on to or what you can resist when you are connected to God. God always wants to connect to you. He always wants to connect to you. As a matter of fact, if you stay connected to God, he doesn't have any other choice but to bless you. Amen. The Bible says in John chapter 15, verse 7, if you abide in me, if you stay connected in me and my words abide in you, you will ask what you desire and it shall be done for you. When you are connected to God, you will experience miracles. I want to talk to you about miracles of God when you are connected to him. Miracles of God when you are connected to him. The first miracle I want to talk about, miracles of following instructions. 
Miracles are following instructions. Go to Joshua chapter 5, verse 13 to 15. Now, when Joshua was near Jericho, he looked up and saw a man standing in front of him with a, a drawn sword in his hand. Joshua went up to him and asked, are you for us or for our enemies? Neither, he replied. But as commander of the army of the Lord, I have now come. Then Joshua fell down to the ground in reverence and asked him, what message does my Lord have for his servant? The commander of the Lord's army replied, take off your sandals for the place where you are standing is holy and Joshua did so. Now, before this happened, I got to give you a little, throw a little outline about Joshua. What we know about Joshua is Joshua is a fighter. We know Joshua is a fighter. If you go to the book of Joshua, you read about be strong and courageous, be strong and courageous. Joshua is a fighter. But what we, what also what we know about Joshua in the book of Exodus chapter 33 is that Joshua was one who stayed in the father's house. The Bible said he always stayed in the tent of meetings, which, which, which tells us he always stayed connected to God. Joshua was one who stayed connected to God. So Joshua comes up on this situation. He comes up and it's time for them to approach Jericho. And while he's walking to Jericho, he runs into a man and he asked this question. Joshua asked this man, are you for us or for our enemies? Are you for us or are you for our enemies? And the man said, neither. I'm not for either, neither one of you. Well, wait a minute. It seems like if I'm God's servant and God sent a servant, it seems like we both are for God. But he did not answer like that. He said neither, which tells me it's not about the angels connecting to us or God can take connecting to me. It's about me connecting to God. God is for whoever connects to him. God is for whoever connects to him. So once Joshua can make the connection, the Bible tells us he fell down on his face. And then the, and then the angel said, take off your shoes for the ground you are standing on is holy. Wait a minute. I've heard this before. I've seen this same thing before. Now, the leader before him, Moses, had an issue he had to go through too. So here it is. Moses approached this burning bush. And then before he got too close, the bush said, stop. Stop. You don't, 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 come any don't come anymore. The Bible tells us the bush told him, take off your shoes. For the ground that you are standing on is holy ground. That's, you had to connect. Moses had to connect and Joshua had to connect. As a matter of fact, for any person who's trying to be a leader of your family, of your churches, whatever it is, if you're not willing to submit to the authority that's above you, it's going to be hard for you to leave your church. It's going to be hard for you to leave your house. It's going to be hard for you to leave your community. So they had to fall under submission under God. So here it is. Once they made the connection, once they made a connection, the Bible said they got instructions. Moses, go down there and tell Pharaoh to let my children go. The Bible tells us he went down and he got instructions. Now, this is the thing I like about it. Both of them had a wall to deal with. One wall kept the children of Israel inside, and the other wall kept them out. So when you start obeying God, guess what happens? 
If you need to break from something, guess what? If you follow God's instruction, he'll bring you out. If you need to break into something, guess what? If you follow God's instruction, he'll break you in. So either way, if you listen to God's instruction, God will give you exactly what you want. Are you guys getting anything out of this? God can bring down the walls. When you follow God's instruction, he starts breaking down barriers. He starts setting you free from things. When you start listening to God, God will do the miraculous in your life. Miracle number one. Miracle number two. Miracles after praying. Miracles after praying. Isaiah 38. Isaiah 38. In those days, Hezekiah became ill and was at the point of death. The prophet, uh, the prophet Isaiah, son of Amos, went to him and said, this is what the Lord says. Put your house in order because you are going to die. You will not recover. Hezekiah turned his face to the wall and prayed to the Lord. Remember, Lord, how I have walked before you faithfully and with wholehearted devotion and have done what is good in your eyes. And Hezekiah wept bitterly. Then the word of the Lord came to Isaiah. Go and tell Hezekiah. This is what the Lord, this is what the Lord, the God of his father, David, says. I have heard your prayers and seen your tears. I will add 15 more years to your life. 15 more years to your life. Now, now I got to set this one up. I have to set this one up. Now, Hezekiah, the, re he, the reason why he prayed to God is what happened two chapters before. The Bible tells us that an Assyrian army had come up on Hezekiah. And a fight was about to break out. And Hezekiah was afraid at this time. So what you do when you're afraid, you go and talk to the one who's the king of kings. Hezekiah went in. He prayed to God. God heard his prayers. And God dispatched one angel to go and take care of this army. One angel took down 185,000 soldiers. The Bible tells us they woke up next, the next morning and dead bodies were all over the place. Hezekiah remembered that and now Hezekiah's face with death. Now you have to understand, if God is God over my enemies, then God is God over my illness too. If he can be God over my, illness, over my enemies, he can be God over my, over, over my enemies, he can be God over my illness too. So here he is. A bad report came and here's Hezekiah. He received the report, but the Bible tells us he turned and he faced the wall and he prayed to God. Now, I'm going to tell somebody in this room right now. I respect doctors. I respect everybody. But when you get a bad report, it's up to you if you're going to connect to that report or not. Hezekiah taught me something right here on my own by myself. He taught me something while reading this. I don't have to, I don't have to connect to every bad report that comes in. My job is to turn and face and ask the one who's over all things. I don't have to connect with this. So here he is. He prayed. He prayed. He prayed. And God heard his prayer. Guess what happened? Hezekiah reached out to God. And God reached back out to him. When you reach out to God about any situation in your life, God is going to reach back to you. And the Bible tells us he blessed him with 15 more years up on the land. My wife and I had a situation one time to come up with one of our kids, Dylan. He was, at this time, Dylan was probably one years old. Yeah, one year old. He was a one-year-old kid. So here he is. We, we came back from California, 
And Dylan had this cough that we wanted to go get checked out. Checked out. So we took him to the doctor, and they x-rayed his chest. They x-rayed his chest, took his blood pressure and all that kind of stuff. So we put Dylan back in the car, and we were on our way home. Well, we got a call 10 minutes in that drive said, hey, turn around and come back. If you're a parent in here, you don't want that turn around and come back or we found something, all that kind of stuff. So we turned around, we went back, we got in front of our doctor, and the doctor said, while we were x-raying Dylan, we noticed something different. We noticed something different. What's the problem? All of Dylan's organs are on one side of his body. All of them. One every half million kids are born like this. So here we are. We got the report. But what we did, we didn't connect with the report. We went to the Father. So anytime you get something like you get went to the Father. So here we are. We prayed. Grandparents prayed. Friends prayed, prayed and all that. Well, we had to go back a week later. What they had to do to Dylan a week later, they had to put him in this MRI machine. They had to shoot this chalky substance in his mouth, and they had to watch it while it was going all the way down the visit in, his, in his intestines. If it did not go all the way down, they were going to have to open up the kid and place all the organs in the right place. So here we are. We're praying. We're praying. I got him in the MRI, MRI machine. Worst day of my life, I had to hold a one-year-old down while he's screaming in the MRI machine. While he, was, while he was screaming and going on, and we sit and we're looking. Everything is done. We're looking, and they are tracking this, this substance while it's making its way down. Lo and behold, when you pray to God, God always come through. So lo and behold, the Bible, I mean, not the Bible, but the, the, the doctor told us, the doctor told us, well, Dylan checked out fine. Everything might be messed up on one side, but Dylan's intestines are all working the way they should be. You guys are okay to go. And this is what they said. This is what they said. They got me. They said, what saved Dylan, everything else might be in the wrong place, but his heart was in the right place. That's a word for somebody in here. You might be dysfunctional right now, but if your heart is right, if your heart is right, the Bible tells us man focuses on the outside, but God looks at your heart. If you are going through something right now, keep your heart right. If you're going through a situation right now, keep your heart right. You, everything might be a little mis displaced or mis uh, dysfunctional, keep your heart right because God can work it out for your good. He can work it out for you. Miracles after praying. Miracles after praying. Miracles, the third one is miracles. As a matter of fact, do y'all have the picture of Dylan up here? I'm sorry, I went too fast. All right, Dylan is the one in the, in the yellow shirt. That's his one-year-old brother, Ethan. So that's Dylan right now, walking around here. like a, it's a, He's a miracle walking around because he might be a little misplaced on the inside, but his heart is right. His heart is right. So my third one, my third one, miracles when you press. Miracles when you press. Luke chapter 8, verse 42 through 48. As Jesus was on his way, the crowds almost crushed him, a lot of people. And a woman was there who had been subject to bleeding for 12 years. But no one can heal her. She came up behind him and touched the edge of his cloak. And immediately her bleeding stopped. Who touched me, Jesus asked. When they all denied it, Peter said, Master, the people are crowding and pressing against you. But Jesus said, someone touched me. 
I know the power has gone out from me. This woman, I love this. I love this story because this has everything to do with you about getting your miracles. Not has, it doesn't have anything to do with Jesus about getting your miracles. You have to do something sometimes to get what you want from God. So here it is. This woman had an issue. She had been de dealing with this issue for 12 long years. And, and she had heard about Jesus being in town. And something about her said, if I can connect to him, I know I get exactly what I want. But like most times, before you can get exactly what you want, you're going to be faced with something. You're going to be faced with some opposition. The crowd was there. Everybody was around him. And all of a sudden, this woman said on the inside of her, I have to connect. I can't stop right here. I have to connect. Can you see this lady making her way through the crowd? Now, she's bleeding now for 12 years. I don't think she has a lot of strength. So here she is. She started making her way. I can see her now. Excuse me. Excuse me. I need to get in here. I need to touch the one who can heal me. Excuse me. Excuse me. Can you guys get out of the way? Can I get over here? Can I go? When you are faced with getting your miracles, you have to be willing to press your way through. Don't ever quit right before you get your miracle because you're going to miss out on it. Just start pressing. Even if you have to tell people to get out of the way, I got to press. I got to press my way into the house of God. I got to get my family up so we can get to church on time. I got to go and do what I need to do to get what I want from God. You have to be willing to press. So if you are willing to press, guess what God does? This woman pressed to Jesus and the power went from him. If you start pressing, guess what? You're going to receive God's power. It's all about pressing. Don't ever give up right before you get the miracle. Press your way through. And the last one, the last one, miracles of knowing who you are. Miracles of knowing who you are. Luke chapter 15. We know this, song, this story. It's the story about the prodigal son. This guy had two sons. This one son walked to the father and he said, Father, give me the estate that's due unto me. The wisdom of the father said, you know what? I'm going to give it to you. And the Bible tells us the younger brother took everything that he had and he went to a distant country. In that distant country, he spent all he had on wild living and he began to be in want in that country. And then the Bible tells us that a citizen of the distant country sent him out to the fields to feed the swine. Well, this boy was a Jewish boy. Swine was considered unclean. So here he is. The Bible said he went to a distant country. So I took the time. I looked at the word distance. And, the, and, then, and Webster gives you a number. It said even from 20 miles to 100 miles away can, can, can be considered a distance. Well, you know what? If I go 20 miles, it's not going to put me in a different country. If I leave right now, it's not going to do anything like that. Well, then notice something. I noticed something. He was in a distant country, and he was in this country doing stuff that he normally wouldn't do at his father's house. So I said, God, what's the significance of this? In its place, other than the father's house can be a distant country. Any place that doesn't look like your father's house is going to feel like a distant country. Any place where you don't feel the love of God can be considered a different, distant country. So the, so the Bible tells us this young man 
right in the middle of the mess that he was in, he came to himself. I don't know where you are right now, but right in the situation that you're in right now, you can realize who you are. Your, the, the stuff that you're in right now, does, it doesn't have to define who you are. And the Bible said this young man realized who he was and he made his way back to the father. He started going back home, going back to the father's house. And I love this verse. When the father sees this son, the father does not wait for the son to start running to him. The Bible tells us that the father started running to the son. The son was still feeling, he was still dealing with the guilt of leaving his father. But the but the father ran out to him and the Bible tells us he fell on him and gave him three things. He gave him his roll back, roll back because he had lost his covering. So God said, you know what? I'm going to get your covering back. Then he gave a ring to him, which means covenant. He said, I'm going to establish my covenant with you again. And then he put shoes on his feet, which signifies a certain status that he was at. So here it is. You don't ever lose your place when you leave God. When you come back to God, guess what? You're still a son, a daughter of the most high God. You don't lose who you are. You don't lose who you are. He's faithful. And God wants to, God wants to bless you with miracles. He wants miracles. He wants miracles to be in your life. But you have to stay connected to God. And God will stay connected to you. Everybody stand on your feet. I don't know who you are, but wherever you are in your life, wherever you are, if your life is messy right now, God, can, God still loves you. If your life is messy right now, you don't have to stay there. You can always move and come back to the Father's house with all heads bowed, all eyes closed. Whoever you are in this building, whoever you are, God wants to connect. He wants to connect with you. He wants to be the Lord of your life. He wants to be your Savior. He wants to connect with you. If you know you need God to be the Savior of your life, to come in and just turn you around, I'm asking you to throw that hand up just as high as you can throw that hand up right now. You need him. You can't make it. I see those all over the building. I see all those hands. You need him. You know you got to have him. I see those hands. You need him. You want him to do something new in your life. I see those hands. You can put your hands down. I'm going to pray, God, I thank you right now for this awesome opportunity, God. You are great, and you're greatly to be praised. We thank you for who you are. We thank you for allowing us to have this moment, God. I thank you right now in the name of Jesus. I pray for those who, who raise their hands, God. I pray right now that you would invade them right now, God. Do a new work. We pray in the name, in the name of Jesus. Your words say, I am the potter and you are the clay. God, mold us and shape us, shape us in what you will have for us to be. God, we thank you right now. God, I pray right now, God, for people in Texas right now who experience something. God, I pray right now for healing. I pray right now for protection. I pray right now that you will walk in and heal and comfort those who have experienced loss. Not only in Texas, but in Ohio this morning, God. I ask you right now to be, God, we ask you to be God. We don't know how you're going to work it out, but we just know you're going to work it out. We don't know how people are going to recover. We just know you're going to cause them to recover. I ask you right now in the name of Jesus, bless us in the name of Jesus. Keep us right now, God.
be God. We love you and we serve you because you are God. You control all things. You see all things. You understand all things. We love you, God. Heal us, God. Take us and mold us and shape us. Well, we need you. We can't make without you, God. We thank you. It's in Jesus' name we do pray. Amen.